What's going on, guys? This is the Cloud9 Podcast, Season 1, Episode 17. There was an interesting, maybe, I don't know. It's hard to really say, but I'm just joking with, with you guys. Um, The LCS and the LEC 2021 Summer Splits Weeks 7 and 6 concluded, and it was rather interesting because some of the gameplay was really suspect. Like, We'll go, o- we'll go over the Cloud9 game against Immortals. We'll go over the G2 game versus Fnatic. The TSM game uh, where they immediately oh. clap Team oh. Liquid. The speak of trash talk. You guys get it all here on the Cloud9 podcast. Um, so, yeah. What's up, man? How are you doing? Um, how was your week? You know? Uh, you it's going good. Anything? Going good? Okay. It's good. Just Yeah, it's good. Just uh, starting this project and trying to get a J-O-B. So... Yeah, like, okay, guys, um, what's really interesting about the League community is that generally when they want to harp on one thing, they'll harp on it to death without providing, like, any nuance or anything, right? They just have these bland, surface-level analysis takes that make, like, no fucking sense, but in their minds, if point A attracted to point B, then that's all that happens, like, that's all they see, right? Which doesn't make any sense, right? But at least when it comes to, like, the LCS, we saw, like, CLG slide further down. We also saw FlyQuest. They ended up actually crazily upsetting TSM. Once again, they beat TSM, but FlyQuest actually oh, uh, lost their they lost their, <laughs> they lost their win streak, and they ended up be- getting crushed by the other team that has been crushing the LCS, which was Evil Geniuses. They are now on a fucking, you know, um, win streak. What, what? They're on a win streak. Yeah. So how many games have they, have they won in a row? That it's like nine? I think, nine. I think nine. I think you're nine. right. Nine. Dude, that's crazy, man. But then what ended up happening was their win streak was broken on the first day because they ended up losing to Golden Guardians, which is so weird. The LCS is in such a weird Disarray. place now. Yeah, like it's, it's uh, like kind of like LEC where like you know you uh, you it's that slight chance that like Astralis or Vitality or the, one of the bottom tiers to mid tier teams can upset the top teams, and it's just you don't like it's sort of good and it's sort of bad because the same things happen in EU. Because if anyone wants to bring up the argument, well, EU doesn't have these Fiesta NA games. Check out some of their games. Some of these teams are getting upset. Like, look at Mad Lions. I could, I could go through that, but that's another story. But it's a, it's a topsy turvy uh, sort of weekend we had. You also have games where, like, it looks like you think the team is going to close out because they have the better players, and then they yes, don't. Ma'am. <laughs> TSM, holy shit, they threw so hard. I, I literally, I literally had to like step away from my computer. I was like, "Is this real life?" Like they had everything going, and then they, they literally did a vitality. Like they just threw the game. I was like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I was just so upset. I had to literally step away from my because I knew you would come with your nonsense the next day. But oh, you know, Cloud Nine lost too, so I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Hey, man, that was. <laughs> Unarguably, that was the best, most exciting game of the split. Maybe, potentially, maybe, maybe. Because that, to be I'll fair, they you. did. They did you. lose against Immortals. They did, but that game was super interesting. Like I, dude, when they lost that game, bro, 
I was like this. I was like, really? I was like, what? Okay, we're cur- that's just cursed. At that point, you're just cursed. Like, how did they lose when they had Baron and they had Elder? Like, they had one of the dragons, right? They were on like Soul Point, right? They yeah. had all the dragons or something like that. I was like, oh my fucking god, dude! Like, what's going on? And then like a hundred thieves, they played pretty well overall. Like, I think when we finally get to our all pro teams, I don't know, man. I, I it's gonna be a clown fiesta there because like there's some weeks where I, I think, like, Impact's the best top laner in the league, and then there's weeks where, like, Fudge is the best top laner, right? Then you have weeks where Huni's, like, the best top laner. I think, like, those three have, like, been the most standout top laners, been Huni, Impact, and Fudge. Yeah. Is, is that fair to say, right? Yeah, it's fair because, you know, Afari had the bench in, and he's kind of getting in his groove, so he might be a little funky and, you know, can't really... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's a fair. That's a really. I mean, I guess you could put someday, but I mean. Oh hell no, dude! He's been laning like ass. His laning is atrocious. Like, did you see the game he played up against? It was the game where he had the only death of the team. It was on Orin. He was playing like complete ass. I get it. He was getting dove a lot, but he was literally. He's been like a liability toward like his team, and it's weird though. Maybe he's just having a slump year because like he's been in top form like pretty much. His whole career, maybe this is just one of his off years that he just almost never had. Actually, because I've never seen him play this bad before. Like being his Nar and walking up to a Renekton in melee range, he just literally walked up, got stunned, and then died. There, there was the Orin game where like it looked really suspect. There was the one Gwen game where he got like solo killed or some shit. I'm just going like, what the hell, man? But overall, like hundred these looks really good, you know. Like, yeah, they do. FBI and Huhi, would you say they're the best bot lane in the league? I mean, they didn't they didn't they lose to Golden <laughs> Golden Guardians? So, Did they lose to Golden Guardians? Holy I believe, shit. I've got, I gotta check. I mean, they are. Well, I mean, I believe Tactical on that stupid. No, dude, they lost to joke. Dignitas. Actually, they lost. Yeah, they lost to Dignitas. So it's like, ah, you, you know. The thing is that that's what I'm saying. This this is such a topsy turvy league for both EU and NA that I I don't know. It's like mm-hmm. it's like one day like this. I mean, I guess you could say fanatic, but we'll talk about that later. But like mm-hmm. hundred thieves seems to be the most dominant, and of for NA like they they went they I think they've only I think their record from what I'm seeing right here is they're sixteen and five since summer. So that's pretty dominant. That's pretty dominant for for a team with just a one minute change. I mean, I guess Abadage was what they needed. Um, so, so who yeah. are you considering for like MVP of the LCS twenty twenty one summer split? Just the regular season, not playoffs. The whole, the whole season. Uh, the, whole, and, the whole split so far. Ooh, that's because Danny, tough, Danny, there, Danny there, just there came. Some, there is some oh. good picks. So like Danny's probably going to get rookie. Let's be honest, he's getting rookie, right? Um, I mean, uh, who was his competition? I mean, I mean, Fudge, Fudge is, Fudge is considered a rookie, right? Because he's on. Didn't, who who got rookie of the split? Last split, actually. No, I don't think no one got it though. I don't think. I, well, there's no. Remember, there's no. Uh, there's only there's no championship, so I don't think they did one. That's why they just did all pro teams. Remember. Oh yeah, you're right. Like for my MVPs, oh my god, dude, that's that's hard. Cause like outside of Power of Evil's game, you know, last week where he was just like playing like a crackhead, uh, he's he's looked really good. Like Abadage, outside of the you know some trolley Lee Sin performances, like with Power of Evil, 
they've looked like the best mid laners in the league. Like by far, those two are the best mid laners. It's not even close, really. Like I know people when we do our like our all proteins, people are gonna be like, "Well, are you putting Jensen or Perks as your third? M Jensen's probably the third. He's played better. Jensen has stepped up recently, like heavily, but." I don't know. LCS mid laners right now look really weak. To me, it's like Abadage, Power of Evil, no order at the moment. And then it's probably just like Jensen and then the rest. Like Perks is probably number four, but that's only based off of just like every everybody else being worse. And I, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, man. A Blaze Olive, he's actually not been that bad. You know? No, he's not bad for a, a very budget oriented team. Um, pulling out the Tom Kench this weekend. Um, they they beat they I think they beat someone really good this weekend. Then they beat I think they beat your team. Golden Let me check. Guardians. Let me check. No, Golden Guardians. They beat Evil Geniuses and they beat Dignitas and they ended up losing to Cloud Nine. Oh, oh yeah, they they beat yeah they they I was because I, I was like gonna flame you but I couldn't do that. So well, remember there was the game of Blaze Olive. He picked uh uh. Tom Kench mid, yeah, and that yeah. dude didn't know. I forgot what team he was facing. That guy didn't look like he knew what the fuck to do. The deal with like, so like, what the heck is what is this champion? <laughs> they, they acted like they were thrown in like another earth or some shit. Like, holy fuck, that no, is he, yeah, it was uh, you see, yeah, you're right, played, yeah, it was against Dig. You see, we played a collie, and a Blaze Olive picked Tom Kench, and do look like he just saw his fucking dad for the first time in his life, dude. <laughs> Like, yeah, holy it was, shit! It dude. was it was mesmerizing for uh, um um him, but you know. Uh, so I want to ask you this too. Oh, uh, yeah. I know you watch TSM Legends. I watched TSM Legends for uh, you know years at this point. You know, since I've been in league. What do you think about the whole dynamic they're creating in TSM Legends? Do you think it's like? more positive vibes do you think it's just like the way these episodes are edited and shot because like Bjergsen looks pretty tilted from how their scrims generally go you know these last few episodes the scrims have been looking pretty bad for him to be going like him him laughing consistently like when when do you know Bjergsen to laugh like that after games he's just going like maybe we uh, fucking suck like I, I don't know man do they look better in scrims than they do like on stage oh um, uh, you gotta remember that Sometimes for scrims, no matter the region, some some teams are like just getting dumpstered. But then when they come on stage, yeah, it's like it's it's a different story. So like you gotta also take into account this is his uh first full year as a, as coach. a coach. Yeah, and he, uh, he's he gets that different perspective now, like players criticizing his drafts and the way right. he looks at the game. It, it it just feels like they're a team that loses every single scrim by how the episodes are edited and shot, but they completely played so much differently on stage. It feels like they play more confident on stage than they do on the scrims because like I, I don't know. I'm not saying they're trolling because you know TSM, you know, scrim culture, right? It's always been known right. to be like, you know, very, very like um What's that word? Hectic environment, super stressful. But it looks like for this TSM team, they're not really taking it stressful. It looks like they're having a blast. Yeah, I think um, you got to remember the two that Bjergsen, he put a lot of of the burden and pressure on himself, right? Like you could even even when they lost the finals. Remember with Sven, he was the one that kind of put them in the huddle when they when they went to that best of five yeah. and. Uh, uh, team liquid one like it's hard like if i do it if i was that dude because i watched that tsm legends 
Yeah, Broken Blade was like, tells Zix, I don't want to talk to nobody. I would do the same thing. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Dude, the hardest, dude, I'll say right now, the hardest TSM, sorry, the hardest TSM legend episodes to watch was when CLG beat them at Madison Square Garden in 2015 when they uh, lost all their games the same day to LGD, KT, Roaster, and Origin. Then it was when they got knocked out of Worlds. And that Samsung Galaxy time and the time you're talking about is like the worst. Those are like my top four. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just TL. depressing. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. dude. Like, I felt so bad for Zvent. Oh my god. Uh, like, and, and I always respect TSM for putting out these episodes. And like, we need this kind of content for the league. I, I, I always loved the TSM Legends format. Cloud Nine. They still have on Cloud Nine, but they haven't put out episodes in like like three weeks or so probably because the team's atmosphere is bad and they've been losing a lot uh team liquid still has squad which i think is still pretty good but it's like people gotta get TSM more credit like at least they're showing what their team goes through on a weekly basis even though it might be edited i mean obviously they can't show you oh, everything, yeah. but at least oh, it's yeah. something yes. at least it's something and i can respect that though at least they're not scared of what the community may think give or take what the TSM legend episodes might be, you know, at least they're not back in the day where Reginald literally came into one of them and started yelling at them for losing. I'm like, Oh, you can't have this. That's all too much. You can't show that. Like, Oh my God. I don't know how you feel about those, uh, that kind of content. Do you think that kind of content is so needed for the league? Cause I feel like we still need it though. Uh, the content is needed because it humanizes the players and you get to see the emotions and how hard they're working um so for me it's good content um and it you that's how you build up a fan base how that's how you get a narrative you know that's how you build that's how you keep your brand um relevant like when you have this stuff accessible when you see the good and the bad because nobody is perfect yeah it's edited i'm, I'm sure a lot of it's edited for 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 reasons we don't know but the fact that we get that access that might not be privy to to other orgs is is nice so it's one of these things where like people always clamor for content like that but then when certain things come out of content like that then they blame the content it's like do you want to be traditional sports or not like what are we doing here like do you want to be traditional sports? Because in traditional sports, they have benchings left and right. I don't think so many people would last in traditional sports a week of having their players benched. Because like in traditional sports, your players are getting benched. There's, oh, yeah. There's no playing around. There's no like, oh, I don't agree with what the coach says and all sort of bullshit. Nope, you're benched. You might play some. You may play again this season. Who knows? Depends on how I feel. Like – I don't know. Is that the right thing potentially? Cause like in traditional sports, the coaching hierarchy matters though. And maybe that's just different based in what like league is built in. Cause like with league, you don't have a coach going through the game, ranking up, you know, traditional sports, you have a coach who shows you the game and proper form and all that other, other stuff. Right. With league, it's hard for grown men or boys becoming men to kind of get coached by people that are, but to think, you know, worse at the game than them. And then you have to listen to someone you don't even know. Like, I get it. But it's like, if you're in a team, coaches should have the most say for most given cases because they're charged with leading the team. Especially a head coach. Dude, I, I don't even think a head coach, honestly, for me, should be teaching players how to play the game. You should be leading the discussion, you know, challenging where the discussion may go. Like, asking players, like, hey, what should we have done in this scenario given the norm, you know? That's just me personally. I don't know how you feel about that stuff. Uh, no, that's, uh, I mean, that's perfectly 
I totally agree with you. I, 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 I can't disagree with you on that. Like, yeah, we're going to talk about that, actually, because um, I'll bring up Twitter. Now, I know Warren is going to love this one because he thinks this player is a quote-unquote, um, I can't say the word because, you know, his um, uh, state went through that, actually. Um, it, it was something with pole belter, actually. So I know what what, what uh, uh, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll say criminal, actually, yeah. So um, what did you feel about pole belter's tweet, actually? I did not even know about the tweet i'm gonna be honest so yeah you can it, it'd be news to me and i i, I love to see this tweet because oh yeah because demonte switched with him right yeah so yeah. let's talk about that so basically guys the news for the lcs this week is yeah demonte ended up replacing pole belter on clg and newsflash everybody clg still suck so nothing's <laughs> changed they still suck you know, I told people this before. Demonte wasn't good this year on 100 Thieves. Him swapping out for Pobolter basically means nothing. I, I, I like Demonte. I've met him before. Nice guy. Genuine nice guy. But it's not going to matter, though. This is no upgrade. This is a side grade at most. And he also wasn't playing good this year either. There's a reason why he's not, not on 100 Thieves right now. He himself wasn't playing that good. So they swapped out an underperforming mid laner with another underperforming mid laner. Good job, CLG. Like, whole... Warren, save me. I'm going to jump out a window. Holy no, shit, No, I'm not saving you. I don't... I told you, they need to... The only thing I think is uh, feasible for is to... I, listen, I wouldn't be upset if CLG just sent every one of them to accept Demonte because they just came and put mm -hmm. switch out and do what FlyQuest did. Maybe they need something like what Cloud9 did a few years ago to get the motivation in these players because they literally are collecting paychecks. These are this is illegal. They shouldn't be yeah. doing this. Like from the information I gathered, apparently CLG because Broxa's <laughs> tweet, he seems like he's really it's mentally uh really affecting him these losses. So, so, like, for the all the information that I've gathered, apparently they spent a lot of money on their roster, right? Yeah. You spent a lot of money on this roster? Dude, I have people in my mentions on Twitter going, like, you know, they're not a, they're not as bad of players as you're saying. Okay, and I asked them, where did you rank CLG coming into this play? Oh, I ranked them, like, 8th, 7th. Okay, you clearly don't think they're good if you're ranking them 8th, you fucking moron. What <laughs> planet do I live on where if you think, if you genuinely think a team is good, like I did, I put my money where my mouth was in spring where I thought EG was going to get 3rd and I was a split early about my prediction, but whatever, right? Then you should yeah, probably I mean, potentially yeah. power rank them higher than what you normally probably thought I mean, technically, technically, right, if this, like, you're not wrong, honestly, because if you think about it, they would be tied with TSM for third because, because but, the, the, you I'm know. I'm just like a like, month early. I was like, a, I was a month too early on the prediction, though. I I, I felt like they were going to be a good team. I felt like I knew where the pieces were going to land. I, I just really couldn't predict for Jizuke. That, 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 that was pretty much all it was. But even in terms of, like, if people – genuinely think these players are good right if you genuinely think that why are you actually why are they losing all these games then people say they're veteran pro players that means nothing because it clearly shows that these guys weren't the leaders of their teams this shows you just because you're a pro player doesn't mean you know how to play the game to a certain extent over other teams with much better players who probably have had the leadership role in their team and you also have like these players where let's be honest here, dude finn broxa pro belter 
uh, Smoothie, Wild Turtle. Outside of Smoothie, the other four players on this team, did you ever see, see these guys as leaders, like actively, pay, like forwarding the pace of the game? I don't, I, dude, I haven't seen that out of pole boats since Immortal. No, dude. I can't. I'm not even being disrespectful. I don't think I saw any of them as. Do you think Broxo was a leader and fanatic when they went to World no. Finals? No. No, not at all. He was getting carried by caps. Let's be honest here. Broxo was getting carried by caps, guys. I know you guys don't want to say it. Broxo's a nice guy. Broxo probably is a nice guy. Okay. Broxo played well at World 2018. I'm not saying he didn't, but he was getting carried by caps. Okay. That's no doubt, right? Kill is saying played really well that Worlds 2, and you're also seeing, like, these players, literally on CLG, have no leadership experience, because you shouldn't be losing this many games. This is ridiculous. Like, it's, it, like what's crazy is people think these guys, these guys are good players. That's what's crazy is some of you people out there think these guys are good players, and these dudes are, like, at ninth place. Real great players you got there. My brain. I can't handle this. All right. Pobolter's tweet. I know Warren's gonna love this. That was painful to watch. I know for sure the players on CLG are way better than that. I think the team environment became way too negative and doom. Super, super high pressure. And I don't think anyone can succeed or play with confidence under those circumstances. He had a follow-up tweet. Uh, the morning before the last match I played for CLG, I broke down crying in front of my coach because I just felt increasingly sheer misery over the past few weeks. It just felt like nothing at all was going right. I never felt that way in seven plus years as an LCS pro. Wow. Boo-hoo, bitch. Warren. <laughs> Warren, please. There's, you believe in karma. I don't, but you may. I don't know. No, no. Boo-hoo. You know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to go through it, get through the adversity and show why you still think you can compete and like, no, I'm sorry. There's, there's, there's uh, sports psychologists, there's plenty of resources. These people aren't making, they're making more than nurses and all these people. I don't want to get into that. Yeah, like, but, like, guys, don't let these pro players fool you. These orgs are rich. Though they might not be making money off the LCS, they make money through other means. People told me Cloud9's poor. Cloud9's sponsored by Microsoft. Last I heard, Microsoft is the most richest company in the world. So I don't know where, where you guys get this poor narrative from. Somebody, yeah. Most of these guys aren't poor. CLG is backed by Madison Square Garden. I yeah, sure. Real, real, real poor, right? Yeah. So Fuck. I, I, I get where he's coming from because he wants, but like, I, I know I did the boohoo thing, and I was just that's just me being Warren. No, <laughs> you, you just war, guys. If you guys Warren just loves being that guy. He lo he no, told I'm me not, I love being that guy, man. I, I'm not that guy. I'm sorry. If you <laughs> No, I mean I feel bad for the dude. I I just it's this is this like okay, but my thing is is like look at SK. Like I understand he's breaking down cry, right? Look at SK. They just recently won another game. They look like their spirits are up and everything. Yeah. How 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 is and I'm just using this comparative because their record is pretty bad too. But they still believe that they have hope and they're still playing like they think they can win. So if I see an EU team, okay, this let's not even say EU. If I see a team still looking to play like they want to compete and like can go past the adversity, why can't you as a veteran get th 
through that, like the 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 team with iBoy in the LPL, that team's usually trash. Like Vici Gaming, I know they renamed. They're called TT. Yeah, you're right, right. They're, they're, they're rare. Usually, rare. They're usually always rare shit. They're doing, but they're doing really good right they're now. Doing good now. You know the org finally after years years of doing dog shit in the LPL finally turned it around. If orgs in leagues for years have done dog shit. You don't see them breaking down on Twitter going, oh, boo-hoo, it's over, guys. Like, come on, man, you got to fight. I, I I, really, like, I've probably met Pobolder before when I went to the LCS. He seems like a pretty nervous CLG cool guy, right? Come on, man, you're better than that. You don't got to be breaking down shit like that, dude. You, you got to, how, how would I say this? Because I'm trying to, like, bring in words of positivity here. You got to just keep fighting, man. Like, remember when Cloud9 were in 10th place in the LCS and then made it to the finals? The fucking finals? You didn't see Cloud9 in 2018 just start giving up. Just start, oh, let's just give up, dude. Let's just go home. Let's just take our keyboards out. No, dude, you got to keep fighting. You want to be the LCS champion again? You got to keep playing, dude. You got to keep moving forward, you know? Like, look at Shalka's miracle run. Like, Odawamne right? cry. And he's like, and Odawamne cry, but those are like tears of, like, Thank relief you. and Wamne, joy. This, this year, I've been watching League since 2014. I've been watching Odawamne since about when he joined HUK back in 2015 while watching EU. I've never seen Odawamne in a final until this year. This year, I've seen Odawamne in a final. And he, and he, and he cried. cried. And, but, he but, kept fighting. He never gave up. Yeah, and he cried because it's tears of joy. Like, you know what? I finally made it. I would cry, too, that. Like, and even in the even the Schalke when they when they his spirits were down and he had that interview with Shocks, he cried. But I was like, oh, okay, you know what? It's bad, but we're gonna try to win and keep doing it. And it's like, I get it. You're breaking down, and it sucks, dude. But you gotta like fight through it. You gotta like, pick I'm yourself so up, man. Like, dude, Oda Wamne had to go through forgiven dog shit H2K lineups, like splice lineups where they barely knew what a fucking mid game was, and they were like getting trounced on. You know what I mean? Like, I I hate to see people go through this, man. I, I truly do. I really hate to see a person have to go through a breakdown where it's just so stressful for them and they just can't take it. I, I, I know it sucks, man. But if you want to be a champion again, man, you got to fight through it, man. You just got to do it. I don't know if Pobolter is retiring uh, after this. Uh, he hasn't said anything from what I know, from to my knowledge about the situation. Um, but you, got, you have to kind of factor in, like, you would at one point think, uh, CLG would have swapped out Pobolter anyway because remember earlier this year about the whole fucking um they had disagreements with the coaching staff you know oh, yeah he was benched before yeah so I mean I man I I'm I'm being honest sir. I hope you get better man I hope your mind gets better I hope you yeah. feel better you know I, I truly hope you honestly feel better just you know man don't break down yet I'll actually start breaking down too just think about it this way I'll say this. Before you take another LCS offer, how about look at the team you're going to get, right? Because let's be honest here. I, I want to be honest before I get to the other mentions in his uh, Twitter uh, fucking thread and shit. Okay, so someone said they have Wild Turtle. Cool. Someone said Wild Turtle was at Worlds last year. All right, brother. Who was on that FlyQuest roster that carried Wild Turtle to fucking Worlds last year? POE and Ignar. Okay. Someone said, well, what about Finn? Finn was on Rogue. He didn't do anything but play Malphite. He literally was at Worlds playing Malphite. Are ulting people. He was Wild Turtle and Finn literally got carried by by their teams last year. Don't even try that. Like Finn was good for a period, a period point in time. He has been pretty okay on CLG. Broxa was on TL. Broxa was invisible all last year. Are we even gonna pretend? Come on. He was terrible last year, right? Smoothie. 
God knows when, when he was actually last good, 2018. Last time he was actually good. You know, yeah. it's been it's been years, right? I would say, man, if you're gonna sign with a team, try not to sign with players that have been already washed up, who've who already shown previously bad years, consistently bad years. While Twitter got benched by MASH last year, for gonna remember this, MASH of all people. Walter got benched for him, right? I I just I don't know, man. Like I, I hope the environments in LCS teams potentially change, but like I I just don't know. Unless you have any words, because I'm I'm just lost for words right now. I I, I honestly don't know. You know? No, no. That's I, I I hope the best, and I hope he can figure himself out and do what is uh, necessary for for him to. Uh, to um get back to mm-hmm. at so, least competing normally. This guy, he 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 actually said, "I'm sorry, it's like that, but pro athletes feel this pressure every game. True, in every sport you played bad, uh, you get benched or you lose your job. Pro esport players need to learn to have better mental if they are going to get paid the money they do. It's not wrong. He's not I, wrong. He's not being. He's not. He's just being he's real being and and honest." This person, oh my god, this guy says, I don't think they're comparable. What, what are you oh. talking about? It is comparable because if they're perform, if teams aren't, perf- yeah, we, there's a reason why these, these, like, these dog shit arguments. Sports I don't even players need to... are generally older. That's, what does that even matter? That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Sports coaches are also older and more professional. Oh my doesn't god, matter. all right, all right. So, a bunch of conjecture that means nothing. All right, this person's stupid. That's literally but, nothing. But like, but a bunch of conjecture. If, if they don't perform well, you think if TSM didn't like had the brand that they did, they would get the sponsors? Sponsors pull out if teams aren't performing well because why would you want to be associated yeah. with a brand that's not winning? Like, I'm there's sorry. A reason, there's a reason why you never see Golden Guardians get like big sponsors though. They get like local sponsors because like I mean, what what do they have to lose, right? They're getting more exposure being on Golden Guardians jersey than you know the other way around, right? Like COG from no noticing from their jersey, they have some pretty good people like Spectrum, though the internet kind of sucks sometimes. That's that's pretty big, right? They have Spectrum, they have a uh, game field, they had a lot of interestingly big sponsors though. So you have to know there's pressure to perform obviously for sponsors, them keeping their spot in the LCS. Like, let's just be honest here, man. Are these players really going to be in the LCS next year? Come on. Let's be honest here. Outside of DeMonte and maybe Broxa next year for CLG, I think Smoothie's going to retire. I think he won't find a spot and just be relegated to Academy. Wild Turtle always seems to find teams. Maybe he'll just be on even more bottom feeder teams. FlyQuest right now is kind of doing okay. He was actually on FlyQuest before. Golden Guardians or Mortals, maybe. I don't know. Like for CLG's thing, I I, I just don't know. It's just too much. You know, maybe it was just like atmosphere, coaching staff. Maybe it's coaching staff that does it to them. I'm not too sure. You know, I just hope thoroughly it, it improves. Anything else you want to say before we um go to the next thing, actually? Uh, no, I think you covered it really well, to be quiet. There's, there's not, like, all I can say is uh, try to get past it and hope to see you back once you're mentally stable. He's not getting an, but you also want to say he's not getting another team. Because, like, to be fair, guys, why I mean, would you get uh, a pro I mean, I'm not, like, this is going to sound really weird, but I'm sure if Bjergsen was available, a team would still pick him up. That's true. They, but Bjergsen was not, also good. And Bjergsen was good, and Bjergsen was very committed, and everybody talks about his work ethic. 
it's just the I don't want to dog on a player, but Paul Belter just even when there's a reason why Paul Belter got replaced with Jensen. There's a reason why Paul Belter got replaced. He makes on, worse on, teams better and better teams worse, right? I mean, he's he's. He's what Stephen A. I think Stephen A. put it this way: like the Knicks hired. I'm going to use the sports example. The Knicks hired Tom Thibodeau. Like the, he was a good coach. He took the Bulls to the semifinals in 2011 or 2012 to the uh, semifinals of the conference Eastern Conference Finals, right? But he's not the coach. Well, actually, the better example is the Golden State Warriors. Like Mark Jackson was a good coach for the Golden State Warriors, but they needed Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr got them championships. Like, you can have someone that gets you where you want to go, but then you need that next person to take you over the hump. And he got them to there, but they're like, you know what, we need Jensen. And then he did that with FlyQuest, and then they're like, you know what, we take take PLE. He's like a cog for the minute until they can find someone that's a better upgrade. Mm -hmm. He's serviceable, and he's good at what he does, but he's not Outstanding. You can even see it from the gameplay. Like players like DeMonte and Pobolter just aren't mechanically better than players like Perks, Jensen, Abadage, Power Fuel. That's nothing against them, guys. It's just looking at pure gameplay of how they move around the map, about how they move their champions, about how they actually use their mechanics on said champions. You can just literally tell Jensen is better. You can literally and, and, use your and, eyes and say that Power Fuel is better. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure about I, I might disagree slightly on the mechanics. It's more like champion pool and versatility with the meta. Because that's what the Monte got criticized. That's what Paul Belter gets criticized too, is that he plays more of a supporter role. You don't, you're not hearing about Paul Belter popping off on like an Aurelia or a Kali <laughs> or like, or like, you know, something else that's in the mid lane that hard carries, like even Tristana mid, you know what I mean? So best of luck to the dude. Hope things change and, yeah, I, there's not much else to say, to be quite honest. But the thing we got to talk about is evil geniuses. They are on a tear. They have been the best team in the LCS 2021 summer split for the last, I don't know, give or take three weeks at this point now. Uh, say that one more time. <laughs> Sorry, someone was just came to bother no, me. No, you're, you're fine, dude. No, it's uh, Evil Geniuses and 100 Thieves oh, are oh, the best team. Evil Geniuses uh, have mm-hmm. continued their... I don't know, man. EG just continues to dominate mm-hmm. every single game. Now, is that because the LCS is just dog shit? Kinda. Mm-hmm. But EG uh, are playing good. They're playing good, actually. To a okay. certain extent. You want, I don't want to leave you hanging, but this is one of those things where I need to see these teams in best of fives. I mean, problem. I guess we'll just have to judge it off the best of ones they played so far to really gauge something because, like, we don't have best of fives yet. Well, in a couple more weeks we'll have them. But what do you think about Evil Geniuses and 100 Thieves? Is, is, is it literally just because the league is so weak right now, so volatile that they're doing well? Because I don't know, man. They're, most of their wins have been pretty impressive, you know, for the last, like, three weeks, give or take, right? 100 Thieves wins have been pretty impressive, give or take, right? You know? It's not like they're playing bad and then they're, like they're getting lucky against worse teams they're literally um, just dominating teams though here's what here's what i say i think danny has the makings of being probably a top top 380c if he keeps continuing the way he does i think heck if you honestly if you gave him a better support like ignar is i think ignar is good with what he does but like i think you and me could agree like if they have find like a 
a support that's just a bit better than Ignar. Like Ignar's not bad, but but we know Ignar has his limitations. Like like could you imagine Danny with a Vulcan or like I I really don't think who he's that good, man. I, I think it's more FBI than who he. But you know, it's it's that's I get. I don't want to say it's semantics, but I really think it's more. I don't. I think if who he had, like, I don't know, Johnson. I don't think he's as good. <laughs> I, yeah, would you agree as his ADC? Yeah. Would you agree with me on that? Like, here's here's what I'll say about who he. I think he's good, and he's he stands out on certain supports more than others. Like, he'll play three champions to like the max really well, right? Like set. Thresh and what was the other one he played really well? I forgot. Oh my god. Um, um Tom Kench. Yeah, like champions What's like it? that, right? But I, I think it just depends on a lot of different factors. I think they're really good as a bot lane. Is who he individually better than Core JJ or Ignar? I think it just depends on which champions they're on, though. You know, because we we've seen Core JJ on like certain support champions like this past week, and he. he Looking kind of rough out there, dude. I was like, "What's going on?" I think it's the coach. I don't think that cold guy. I think he's better at his other position, not as a coach. Like that's my honest opinion. Like this week, who he did outclass Core JJ. Like he actually just wrecked him completely. But to be I fair, mean, they're know. still playing GP in the top lane. And last <laughs> I check, and I don't mean to be very rude, but like look across most regions. GP's not being played a lot. It's either Mundo. GP has gotten played for a while. That was, that, was, that was a surprise to me. Let me tell you the top lane picks. It's Mundo, Set, Gwen, Viego, maybe Lee, and Nocturne, Akali. Akali, I think we'll see less play because of the nurse. But that's and Jace. I think I can name. Um, I saw a Nara pick, but that's here and there. But but you would agree on the on those nine that I mentioned, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You're not seeing um shit that the name just the name just what was the champion? It just blew my I just forgot that we're talking about. Oh, uh, Renekton? Did you say Renekton actually? No, it wasn't Renekton. <laughs> Who are we talking about that's playing in the top lane with the champion? Oh, Gangplank, right? GP. So, so you yeah, yeah. it was Alfari, right? Yeah, Alfari. Like Alfari's a good GP, but like. Why not put Alfari on Nocturne Lee like Huni? You don't think I my, Alfari is mechanically good. You don't think he could make good plays on Lee and on like what like put him on a Kali. Put this man on Gwen. Put him that's on problem, Viego. That's the problem, dude. Is like he was on these champions for the past like couple of weeks and he's been not playing that good. Now, that might have to do with the fact that, obviously, you know, that you have the TL situation of the benching, right? Because it looked like he's not really synced up with his team when it comes to plays, when it comes to, like, a lot of what they're doing, though. He got outclassed by Licorice. He got outclassed not not, not, not by Someday. He was generally just playing on a lower level than he normally was on, which is weird, because, like, was he not playing as much solo queue? Because we know he wasn't an academy, obviously. So... I, I don't know. Is it something we're, we're going to have to see, like, him scaling up through the weeks? Because this was one of the match of the weeks, uh, guys. You had Team Liquid taking on 100 Thieves. Uh, what's really crazy about, about this week is we actually had two match of the weeks, actually. And you see these games and you go, okay, uh, this should be pretty good. 
should be pretty good. Oh, you know, right, the reference on should. I like this core JJ engage right right there. And people have been like, you know, talking about tactical and shit like that. I think tactical has been playing pretty poor. Like FBI, uh, uh, who he really played well in that two v two right there. They did amazing. Like when who he's on his specific champions, he does really well on Thresh set, fucking Alistar. I've seen him do well on. But you know, what did you think about the, the, this game actually? Uh, with, uh, with TL? Yeah, and versus 100 Thieves. Ah, uh, you know, I I think they played okay. I, I think it's just, you, you know, they just need, um, me personally, I just think they just need, uh, they, they need a better coach. Like, like, I just don't think that he's the type of guy, mm-hmm. Cole Cole's the guy for them. Like, they have a good, like, they have a good like Renekton's not Renekton is believe it or not is being played a lot still when they can in LPL. Like Renekton mm-hmm. is a, a Chinese like a staple. Like this, if they, fight, <laughs> this yeah. fight actually was really good. FBI played this really well. The well, you have the last shot he took against Tactical when Tactical tried to get aggressive. And right. then you have uh Jens who was uh yeah Jensen kind of going a little bit too deep. Like right here, I, I believe they should just back off. Like right here is when they lose the game. Right he- like you have no well, reason to be problem- playing further past this point. Let's, here, let's here, replay this fight actually. Well, 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 here's my problem with their draft. Yeah, let's go like- the draft first. Okay, so TL drafts Renekton, Diana Lucian, Lovers Bot Lane, Hunter Thieves draft Oren, Lee Sin, Le- Le- LeBlanc, Varus, and Thresh. Here's my problem with this Ooh. draft. Who's their engage? A Renekton for, Flash? For who? Team Liquid? For, yeah. You have Diana Alt, Diana Alt, right? Which you means have... she has to get in and she's squishy. Okay. Rakan, right? He's kind of squishy. He can, he can, he has to get a good flank. You have the Zaya combo with the QE combo. It's not bad, right? Not bad. But like, but compare, compare, look at the, them. They got Orn, Lee, flank from, flank from LeBlanc. Varus literally uh, neutralizes Rakan, va- his ultimate. Va- Varus's ult, Thresh hook, and death sentence. Like, there's more engage options on the side of 100T than I compare. And the thing is, is that you ha- you drafted two marksmen. Like, there's a problem Ooh, right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lucian is short range. Varus is going to outpoke you guys, like, if they play it right. Yeah, yeah, they got like right here. They, you're right. They Why did Armal going up? off? Look, look at this. Look at what Armal does. I want people to literally look at what he does. He tries to solo the LeBlanc in the middle of who he and Abadagi right there next to him. Look, look at this level of gameplay you're getting out of this jungle. Look at what just look at what Armal does. Flashes tries to kill Abadage, gets immediately exhausted and gets basically one shot. He's out. Now, Tactical yeah, like, right, did play, play this fight. Right yeah, here, you leave. Yeah. Just leave. Just leave. You don't even do anything else. I Why aren't you that, there? I, but, but, you, but, Paul, go back a little bit. Go back a little yeah. bit. Look what the Varus Q did to them. That, yeah, he literally chunked look, the look, shit look, out of them. Look, the Varus Q just literally killed... Almost three people. Look, look it just... It, it literally <laughs> killed... Look, it killed Tactical in one hit. And Jensen, it's like... like because and how are you gonna get like how are you gonna get on to Varus if if you have those things in front of them? I mean, it'd be pretty hard to get on Varus when your Diana and, literally goes ape shit onto a fucking LeBlanc. And then the Orn is giving is giving um a thousand gold upgrades to these champions, so it's like 
I just don't see how they win. Like, I just don't see it. And it's, I, yeah, I might be chat. I might be silver, but I, I, I just, with picks like Aurelia out, like, why not put Aurelia in the mid lane? She scales. She shreds tanks with divine the divine thunderer build. The, if any fool goes uh, gore drinker, look at look at um some look at divine thunder is literally a, a tank shredder. Like like Aurelia would have been. I'm okay because guess what Aurelia gives you. Aurelia's all gives you mm-hmm. an engage that you could catch them all, and it would force flashes out and um. She just scales well, and it, 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 she can get into the back line with her Q resets if she's killing people. Like, why Why are they not playing these champions? Like, like Aurelia would have done fine in LeBlanc. And it's also, uh, it sets up um, our male. Like, it's, I, I, I sometimes I wonder if they're not, if they're too afraid to play it on stage was this comfort? Were they trying? Were they trying out something new? This is again something we don't know, so mm-hmm. I'm not well, gonna be you too also critical. Had, what did you think about the, this play right here, where Core JJ uh, tried to make like the hero play? Like in, in this moment, you have to do this, or yeah, like yeah, basically yeah, just grief the yeah. game. They had to. They had to make a play. The problem is, is they're all short range, and look who's stop. Look who's in front of them, the Orn. That's look, it. Like, like like play like if you play the go back and play that really slow, like one. Like at a slower speed. Let me uh do it right for you. Give me one sec. Give me like, like even pause. right before. Right. right about there. Yeah. Okay. Like like put it at like one point five or something. Just just something a little slower. So that people, oh zero point zero point five is fine. There we go. So, okay, so start it off. Now now look where Renekton is. Renekton's in the back line, but look where all the damage is. Look where Look where Jensen is. The orange, the orange there, and they've dumped everything. And look, how, and look at where Alfari is. Yeah. He can't even, he, he do you see? F- do you see FBI's Q? It chunked out Renekton. So what? Like, mm-hmm. it's just positioning, and and literally, I like anyone will tell you, I'll take this trade. My tank going down, and all my carries are still up, and you don't have yours. That's a fine trade. He, like, he did his job. Like. It might it might not show in the stat line, but he did his job, and that's the thing. I, I think it's a draft issue, and hopefully they can fix it. Personally. Hopefully they can because you know Team Liquid. There there are weeks where they look fine, and then there's other weeks where they look completely lost. Like there's no consistency. There's oh, weeks geez. where there's weeks where they'll play an aggressive draft to the perfect amount. You can probably assume, you know, because like. There was the um, um, game last week. I think they played against Dignitas, right? Where like Team Liquid were pushing the pace of the game. They had a really good draft and they beat Dignitas, right? Also, fucking Yisui's brain turned off when he went on. He flashed in and casted and Rift walking died. I'm like, holy fucking shit, you know? Also, yeah, no, Yun, I, I saw that too. Like you guys missed the, you guys missed something on the Rift Herald fight. Look how quick who he exhausted our mount. Yeah, it's true, like. Without that exhaust, Abadaga is dead, and Tia wins that fight. Yes, yeah, true. Like who he played it really well. I'm not saying he did it. It's just one of these things where, like, I don't even get why he would want to go onto LeBlanc right there. I mean, he, you're probably thinking like, okay, I'll go onto a block, I'll potentially kill her, right? I don't know about that. He did that into a thresh, right? He flashed in and did this. This is not. This is not like fucking something, you know. That he was like, okay, like there, there's nothing here and did this. Like he 
flash in and try to kill her. Now, you had the other match of the week. You had TSM versus Team Liquid. Uh, obviously, there was some spicy trash talk after this game. Team Liquid drafted Gangplank, uh, Trundle, Twisted Fate, Varus, and Tom Kench. Dog shit draft. You deserve to lose this game. Team Liquid drafted, <laughs> god damn, TSM drafted Jace, Diana, Azir, Aphelios, Leona. Yep, I can see why TSM won. This is just draft diff. This is literally draft diff. Like what were the, they thinking? Like, they, the thing is, um, I was watching my friend's uh, Diamond games, and in his game, they kept punishing and pushing the lane. Like, they didn't keep the harassment on the Jace, and they didn't, like, go through the side lane, and uh, they needed, like, the analyst brought this up. Jensen didn't make a lot of plays on TF like he should. He wasn't, mm-hmm. like, he wasn't playing TF like, you know, you're supposed to collapse, get, like, TF basically Ultra says... on the map, Rome with yeah, your jeweler. Yeah, like, Ultra on the map, like, I, I felt like he was off on his TF, like, this is a... Because Jensen, Jensen can play a better TF, I believe he can. Um, so, it, again, they're playing GP when there's so many other big power picks right now. Like, I get a GP. GP gives you a goal, but it's like to set up the barrels, whereas an Akali can go into the back line or like a, uh, what's his face, like a Nocturne can go back line Lee. Like, I, I just don't like to, like, I get it. Alfar is a good GP player. No, no offense to the guy. I'm not knocking it but like i just think they're playing like as if they're as this is the 2018 world or like 2018 meta like where gp was was pick or ban like like as a blind pick um uh, sorry hunian you're correct like yeah yeah, they, fuck, yeah. They, they weren't they weren't pro well tom kench's w is different remember so it's it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah you, but the tf and the gpls weren't um you know you you're, you're spot on so um and then the thing is like i hope the like stop pause it right uh go up go up further in the time like before the game ends like uh i want to see where the items are so stop it right there uh, just before that, just before that, just before Baron, like, like, okay, that's good. That's good. So hope, hopefully the items come up, like just to where I can see the items again, Yeah. but it does, it does yeah, right, yeah, right here, like pause it right there. So now pause it right here. So they just took mm-hmm. Baron. If this game goes on any longer, you have Aphelios that's going to shred. Who's going to, who's going to get onto the Aphelios? Who? Like. Like I don't, I don't see anybody getting on to Aphelios unless they have a good GP alt or or a flank from TF. Tom Kench is not really tanky enough to go into dive into the backline. Um, Azir is gonna basically put up soldiers and poke away. Uh, Jace is gonna poke away. They have an engage from Leona. Like I just. I don't see how they do anything. Um, yeah, so I think it was a big draft. If I, I the the virus this draft is a sin against life itself. Yeah, I just don't see where they auto they auto drafted literally losing lanes. Do you every lane loses? Not just Varus. Varus is okay into Aphelios, kinda. But when you pair up Aphelios with Leona, 
you're not pretty, you're not getting to him. And obviously you can't get to Vars with Tom Kent. So th- this is a neutral bot lane right here. But then TL drafts like two losing solo laners and Diana versus Trundle. I need to see how this match plays out more, uh, honestly. But I'm pretty sure Diana scales better, right? Even though you can't uh, steal I stats. Mean, like, I mean, wait, if you're picking Trundle, you you pick Trundle to steal stats, right? Who are you stealing the stats of? That's really Leona, gonna matter. Leona, I guess. But even then, that's, that's not why very... this draft sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so draft I mean, to get yeah. against life, dude. This is this is the draft they play in fucking Brazil or some shit. Holy I mean, fuck! I mean, TSM. I will say one thing: what TSM did. Uh, they basically, they only got three deaths. They got every objective, most of the objectives, except for the, the Herald. Oh, sorry, Law. Oh, sorry about that. Well, I'm, I'm um, blown by uh, Reginald right now to suck off TSM. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no, they, they got objectives and they forced fights around, which they were being very proactive. Um. And this is, but this is what I'm talking about. Because I mean, you could. I I want you to pull up the game with TSM versus uh, um, which one? FlyQuest. That that this is why that's LCS. A, that's a that's a game you want to go over. Okay. Uh, okay. This is why. No, no. This is my point about LCS. Because I I'm gonna do the same thing for L- LEC. This is why LCS is a is a up topsy turvy. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, they're playing pretty immaculate. And then they just do some dumpster fire, rave, molly, Percocet thing. <laughs> you know what it feels like? It feels uh, like someone in on any team in the LCS right now just feels like they have to do something. Like the game is so out of their hand if you don't do anything. It's like, no, there's windows where you make decisions and there's windows where you just don't do much because there's not the chance to do it. You know what I mean, I'll oh, shout out to my boy triple. He's, he's doing great in the LCS. Um, he'll be on soon. Actually. He said when things become less hectic, he'll be on. So can't wait to talk to him about his experience in the, being in the LCS actually, but it's kind of crazy. Like when he imagine first going into the LCS and your mid laners are facing your perks, power people and Jizuke. Like that's just crazy in of itself. But what, what, what did you want to say about, about the FlyQuest game? So the FlyQuest game, you have Aurelia, Lee Sin, LeBlanc, Lover's Bot Lane, TSM have Nocturne, I mean, which you we well, should be playing Nocturne on this patch. Like what the uh, fuck? Noct- no, no, Nocturne's still fine. Like I mean, look, is it the next you- patch I'm thinking about? Oh uh, no, ne- not Nocturne still like Nocturne doesn't like. Oh, okay, okay. It was Lee. Lee. Lee is seeing less pay, but just basically okay. go. Just basically go to the throw because they <laughs> TSM played this game pretty well. They were. Set I watched to- this. I watched this when I was at work. They were winning most of it. So when the caster said they lost, I'm like, huh? Did I? Did my brain turn off? Like. Yeah, look, 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 Tooney, Hooney, and Speaker. Uh, They're good. the best uh, top jungle duel in the league. They're doing well. like, like, yeah. So you can ju- you can just send this to the throw. Just send it right to the throw. <laughs> like we don't like because this is this send is this right to the throw bin. <laughs> no, no. You can just fast forward to the throw because this is like ah, uh, I don't know That's what your, is that your man's? That's your man's right there. <laughs> no, no. Here, here is fine. Like again, here is fine. It's some. It's like a mid fight. Like no, here is fine. So they get barren. Like. Go go to where they get Baron. Okay. Oh, uh, right there they got Dragon. Okay. Yes. So this is where the this is where the stupidity starts coming in. <laughs> this look, is where that this is where that Reginald crack starts kicking in. Look, look where shit. look where look at this. Like I'm like okay, 
I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. I already saw this coming. They're gonna die, and something stupid is gonna like. What look are you at that doing? Bronze all Tomo just did. Look at that bronze Zaya alt that dude just did. See, I knew this was gonna happen. They had no Nocturne ult, and like, if you're gonna Nocturne ult, then like, this is where the throw starts happening. So I'm like, okay. I was like, oh, this is not too good. He, you know, Huni gets a. They get they go two for four. And, Dude, imagine uh, this. TSM lost this fight right with a Zaya that preemptively ulted when nothing was gonna happen to him. That's disgusting. And then they I'm get not, this I'm chase. I'm not kidding. Look at this. Look at this. Tomo literally preemptively ults when nothing was going to happen to him. He doesn't even have his ult during the fight. How did you lose this? Go back a little bit further. He ults, right? I think he ulted because he thought the Nocturne was going to come in on him. You have five people defending you, though. And this is where I saw. I was like, why? 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 Like, I'm sure when he was like, like, just play it slow. Like, you need the Nocturne ult in order to do what you need to do. <gasps> and then, like, after that, where was the part where they throw further? I think it's at the Baron, right? Yeah, because they chase down Huni right here, and then they kill him. And then it's it's like, okay, you already see the throw happening. Okay, I I, I guess, TSM, I guess you just throw against uh the newest academy roster in the league now to be fair we we did talk about this last week too remember we talked about like if teams get more time to play against this roster for FlyQuest, it's going to be a lot more easier to beat them though you know so you saw in this game if you do certain things against them it, it's going to automatically just destroy them they don't know how to react they literally won because tsm literally giga hard through like oh yeah also yun i i are hewan i agree with you too like Every time I've seen Huni on Nocturne, it, it, it's been just like, it's been an abomination. I'm like, what is this crackhead doing? Like, what is going on here? All right. So the other games I want to talk about, obviously, are going to involve Cloud9. So Cloud9 won against uh, CLG, and they won against Golden Guardians, right? But we have to talk about this Immortals game that Cloud9 played. Oh, my God. I watched this game live, and I wanted to throw myself out of a, off a fucking bridge. I was like, holy shit. Now, you know, uh, Sven has talked about uh, they have a lot of issues that that interview with La Tigris uh, after the CLG game, guys, obviously. You know, like, every player on Cloud9 right now, like, doesn't see the game as their, their teammate, obviously. You know, it's very apparent in their gameplay. They're all on different pages. Like, Fudge is the best player on the team, like, by far, it's not even really close. Vulcan is probably your next best uh, pick in terms of the second best player on Cloud9. Blabber's been playing pretty awful, you know, the split as a whole. Uh, Sven has not looked that good, but that might have been due to the fact that the benching might might have honestly preemptively hurt his uh, synergy when it comes to uh, obviously doing this. All right, so looking at this game, obviously. You know, uh, you have Cloud9. They drafted Viego, Lee Sin, Akali, Kalista, Nautilus. Uh, the individual bot lane for Cloud9 was doing okay, but Zven just kept getting caught out, uh, obviously, because, like, IMT was just obviously trying to make sure they wanted to get him. IMT drafted Set, Diana, Lucian, Ziggs, Leona. Obviously, like, Ziggs is really good at taking turrets. I think, obviously, he's one of the more underrated uh, champions in the bot lane. No one actually plays right now. And then you also have um, Cloud9 making proactive plays around the map. You also had, like, 
blabber getting caught out right here. There was just like so many random mistakes in this game. Like you thought at a certain point, like the game was already over when they kept giving up like mid fights and shit. But I thought to myself, okay, like uh, Fudge was playing individually well on Viego. He was out CSing Revenge. He was moving around the map uh, just the way you obviously know that Fudge should be. Uh, Cloud9 were basically upping the tempo and pace of the game. Perks had the fail flash on the wall. And like there's the fights in the mid game that really changed. So like Zven just kept getting caught out uh, with the Ziggs ultimate because like Ziggs just a shitload of damage, obviously. Like, oh my God, you have insanity taking out Blabber. Th this game was just basically back and forth in a good way, obviously. Like it's one of these things where like, uh, the fans of Cloud9 will go like, well, this game was really close, so it doesn't really matter if they lose it. It kind of does because this is the team they, on paper, should just be dismantling. Like, IMT, basically outside of Xerxes to me, is not really that good of a team. Like, they're okay. Oh, they're man. like, they're like okay, honestly. But this, this game... This is a team that if they go into the lower round, they could upset them and knock them out. And remember... The higher the seeding you get, the better your chance you could lose and then have a second chance. And then mm -hmm. the second chance can be they could get upset. So it's a little bit it's, it's not concerning, but it's definitely to keep an eye on. So it like this game, there was so many um periods and points in the game where Zven got caught out. Look at that right there. It's the second time he got caught out by himself alone. Why is he alone? Why is he pushed up that far? Where, look at where Vulcan is coming from. Like, what is going on here? They have the Baron fights where I had one of the Baron fights. It, it turns, they lose this fight. It's one of the Baron fights. Uh, no, like IMT's brain turns off in one of these fights. Because like, th this is why you can tell IMT is not a good team. So like, if you're this far ahead in the game, there should be no point where Revenge is right there, solo pushing that far up, getting collapsed on. And then right at this point, Cloud9 starts making a comeback. And then this is where you see like the more interesting part of the game plays out. Insanity almost try, you know, almost killed Purse by himself. But then obviously IMT gets aced right here, obviously. And then you have these really, really close um objective fights between, you know, Baron and Dragon. Dude, what did you think about this game when you watched it live? It, it's uh it's it's again, it's like what I was saying earlier, uh, just to kind of heart back. Um teams are either getting better or teams are underestimating these lower tier teams and you can't, you have to, when you're a top team, you need to get solidify these wins. Like, because this, this could be the, this could be determined whether or not you are in the upper bracket or not. So, like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, I thought it was a good game. It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. And it's nice to see IMT tr compete against Cloud9 because, of course, you know, we got Worlds coming up. So you want, you want to get, like, be pushed to your limits before you go there, even if it's in your own region. But yeah, it's a concerning but, thing. But that's that's a. I mean, there's a there's a lot a lot of good and bad with this game. It's good. Cloud Nine can fight their way out of these situations. Like if you look, look at this team fight right here, they play these team fights really well up until the point where they throw the game. They literally throw the game. It's right toward the very end. Like somehow they got aced and shit, rather than they got dragon. Like ah, this just shows me like fucking. IMT is not as good, but right here, this is how they lost the game. We have to slow down this shit. Warren, I, I'm, I'm going to need your league analyst expertise in this shit, obviously. So this is the point of the game where everyone is talking about, right? 
because they literally go mid, uh, they get dragon and they immediately go mid because they're trying to push down a ram style when they don't really need to. Perth could just keep split pushing, but you know, whatever. I, I guess it's because, like, you know, Destiny engaged onto one of them. I think it was Zven, right? He found a clutch engage onto Zven because Zven is like right here. He's pulling in Vulcan right there, as you can see with the Callista ultimate. So if you look at this uh, fight right here as the place, he almost gets Ven, obviously, and Ven is basically dead. Like, when you're in the middle of carries like that, you're basically done. Right there, they pretty much instantly kill off Ven and Vulcan. Right there, I knew the game was done. Once you're killing off the two main carries like that, there's nothing Cloud9 can do. Right, if Viego couldn't get any resets in order to... If Viego got one reset, I think he would have been able to to carry the rest of the fight, but because he had no range and he is rather squishy and you got Leonis, like, I just like, it was like, you can't, you can't be dying if you're a carry. Just can't. Like the fact that there, he was based, like Sven was basically all alone by himself in that period point where like you could even be chunked out like that is insane. Like, I, I, I just don't understand. Like if you're 80 carry is by themselves in a position where clearly IMT could get to them because they have a Leona, they have a Zig. Zig, Zig was literally one-shotting him. Like, Q, auto, dead, basically. Alton was basically just fucking, you know, this is just style points at this moment, right? Right. Like, look, look at right here. They're already out of the fight. They're done. Zven and Vulcan can't get closer, or they're instant, or they will literally insta-die. Blabber is doing his best, I don't know, fucking SKT blank impression of thinking at a certain point. I don't know what he's doing, dude. Like, I don't know. He's just kicking people, throwing fucking Lee Sin Qs. I don't know what he's doing, honestly. Like, Perks is soloed out. Perks can't flank on a Kali. I don't know. I. It's one of these things where I'm glad Cloud9 won the other two games, but this is one of the games where, like, they should have won. They had a clear-cut window to win. They... Lost the game to a certain point. IMT gave it to them. They had it, and they just threw it. Why are they not pushing down more side lanes? Why is Zen by himself consistently in these games? You know, he's by himself. He's literally I guess he's trying to do. He's, he's trying. He's trying to do his uh, his TSM impressions. His best, best impression of uh, Ezreal at the T at 2018 <laughs> Spring Finals. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh shit! Oh fuck! Warren, why are you gonna be so mean? You, you like you you scarred from that moment actually? I I mean let's be honest. Do you, do you really think TSM would beat IG? <laughs> you know, Moving along. Moving along. A lot of the TSM fans thought that uh, they could beat IG if they went to MSI. That you're like, okay, cool, yeah. No, sure, buddy. Stop, stop it. Even shy, I'm not. Shy would have just ate broken blades asshole out. What the fuck? He'd have been <laughs> broken bits. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie versus Bjergsen. Come on, I like Bjergsen, but like, come on. That would have been fun to watch. I mean, I mean, that, that would have been, been that would have been fun to watch. It'd be fun, not for Bjergsen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've, I mean, he had to deal with Faker for three years. I think he, he can be okay. <laughs> you know, but, credit to Bjergsen. The matches between Bjergsen and Faker were always pretty interesting, actually, when they did face each other. Yeah. So too bad um, we can't see that anymore. This was this was one of the worst games I have ever seen played in LCS uh, in a while. You guys know what game I'm gonna bring up? IMT versus CLG to kick off uh, day three. CLG winning the game and being scared to do anything like some bitch. What am I looking at here? So CLG drafted Gangplank, uh, Diana, Tristana, 
Callista and Galio. I like Smoothie being on Galio. It will actually actually give him some something to do and not just die every fucking five minutes. IMT draft Gwen, Viego, Syndra. I haven't seen Syndra in a while. It's always nice to see her come back. She's one of my favorite mid lane champions of all time. Varus and Leona. So right here, like, why is he by himself? Why are people always in this league getting caught out, dude? It's just like every minute someone's getting caught out for no reason whatsoever. There's nothing to do on the map, and they're just like, you know what? I'll just push by myself with no vision, and I know my teammates are, like, all recalled, but I'll just push a lane by myself with a champion with no escapes. Good. Nothing could go wrong, right? It's like, what the nah, fuck? No, nah, they're just in the practice tool by themselves. <laughs> Might as well be if you're watching this game. This game was a sin against the Earth itself. Looking how bad this was. Okay, that that's just unlucky. That That is pure unluckiness right there. About what happened um so where's the part in the game where uh clg threw like did you watch this game where clg were apparently like fucking too scared to do anything they, they were mean, winning the game yeah they had dragon they had they had all the dragons like and they i mean they just i think it's mental boom man like that's what it seems like to me like it just seems like mentally done dude it's over dude there's right. nothing CLG can do to recover from this. If you can't win a game like that, where you're clearly in the driver's seat, look how there's 7,000 gold ahead at 28 minutes. That's a game over. That's just, I don't care if you're a CLG, FlyQuest, a team. And they have scaling. Cooking. It's not like they don't have scaling. They have Diana. They have, they have Diana. They have um, KGP. They have Shistana. So it's not like. They don't have scaling, and they have pretty good engagement. It's not, like they, a, it's not like they have a bad composition either. Like, what when is it, going on here? Like, I, I, dude, I just don't get it. If you can't win a game like this, where you're clearly winning, you're doing nothing wrong, how does that Varus get in there and still bear? Oh, my, my brain, my actual brain's going to come out of my fucking skull, run outside and get ran over by a fucking truck. Let's, let's replay this right now. Where was it? Uh, Ray stole the Baron, actually. Let's replay it really slowly. Warren, I'm gonna need your excellent League of Legends analysis. Analysis, actually. So I think it was a combination of, uh, like, I'm the Baron's going down now. I would, they needed to stop damage, and let Varus hit it, so that he could smite it. That was the problem. This was a guaranteed Baron from uh CLG. You wanna know why, guys? Broxus still has smite up. Look, Xerxes Smite is just coming back up off cooldown. Yeah, they just had to play it slow, honestly. They literally just had to play it slow. Uh, I, I, at this point, what do you even do? Like, I agree with Demonte. Their, their, their mental, their mental is done. Uh, no, it's not. Sorry, somebody said my, my bad, my bad. I'm, I'm saying Paul Belter. Paul Belter. Paul Belter. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Paul Belter. Their mental is done. If you can't win a game like this, you're, 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 you're you don't even deserve to be playoffs. I don't care if they do accept eight teams. This is this is un, this is unacceptable. Like I'm sorry, guys. Like there's no point. You should be like seven thousand gold ahead, and you throw a game like this. No, not at all. That's just like okay. We're not just dog shit. We're really dog shit. Like they can't even play the game together to the point where they're agreeing on when to go in on a Baron call where they clearly have no way of losing it unless that happens, though. Ugh, dude. Yeah, it's, that's not looking good for CLG. If I was uh if you're a CLG fan, I would do your do yourself a favor. 
just get another org to support. Support another org. Even I like even Dignitas is looking much better, and I even IMT as well. Like just until they until their org can figure out what they want to do and what direction they want to go, and the players can have more sense of positivity and sense of urgency. I would not be a fan. Sorry. Dude, even how would I say this though? Like I guess what do you even think in that moment though? You're winning a, I've had those games in solo queue before. Like you're winning, you're doing everything right. You're doing everything right you can possibly do. And then something happens where it's like, okay, now we're losing the game. It's like that just shouldn't happen. You know? They right. they, they have such they, they but is that even an environment though, dude? How's that environment when you're winning a game and you completely give over a Baron when the other enemy jungler doesn't even have smite? What? That's not even coaching staff. It's an environment. That means your players just fucking suck. That means they're just bad. They're bad at playing the game. They're bad at maneuvering around the map. Uh, what uh, uh, other game uh, did you want to look at for this week? Uh, what other game? Uh, well, I think uh, the game between Evil Ooh. Genius and Dignitas really showed that how they're really coming together. Yeah, because Evil Geniuses have been playing good. Uh, Dignitas also have been playing good as well, kind of. I'm not really built into this ro- – sorry, I'm not really bought into this roster without Dardock, but – Oh, yeah, yeah I mean you- – like once they once they lost Dardock, dude, I was like, this team's probably gonna be fucking trash. And they it still kind of are, to be honest here. But this is the game where uh, Dig won, right? They broke Ichi's win streak, I think. Uh they lost. I forgot who broke Ichi's win streak. It, uh, remember, it was Golden Guardians. Golden yeah, Guardians. I remember watching this game. They literally killed Finscan right here, level one. This game should be over. Your jungler should be absolutely fucked from this point. No way you should be winning this game at this point for EG, but it's NA. So what what what, what did you want to say when it comes to uh this game right here? Um, I just like I, I just like how uh they played their team fights really well. Uh, wow, he wow, he's an idiot. Get this uh, off my screen. <laughs> I remember that. Get this off my screen, Warren. What was good about that? No, there's nothing good about that. It's just I. And then he goes Next. up and almost, and then he goes up top lane, and solo kills Yasui. Game over. Just literally take your fucking keyboards out of your computer, chuck them outside, and let the trains in LA run that shit over. If you're playing that bad, guys, I'm not kidding here. This is the level of LCS gameplay we have. We're like, uh, they throw a champion uh, mid to deal with one opposition, or they have quote unquote a lane swap, right? And then. Well. Look! Look! Is, it's funny because dog shit. It's funny look. because in this matchup, like, wait, this is yeah. In this matchup, um, the the Renekton is Volibear actually beats Renekton because this was a this was actually a when Renekton was like high priority at twenty twenty mm-hmm. Worlds, Volibear was being picked and Bippo showed that you can dumpster the Renekton like the Renekton's supposed to lose. It's just, you know, no offense, but Impact is better than Fate God. That's not me being disrespectful. It's just the truth. Like, mm-hmm. this, like I, I would, this, there's a couple chance. I don't want to ever see 
Team, if teams ever let Impact get GP, Renekton, and Vlad, I, it's a GG because that guy yeah. seems, he seems to be on a level. Why they give him Renekton? Did they not learn anything from him playing Renekton at all this year? If you give him Renekton, that's basically an auto loss. Oh, Especially yeah, when you're fucking solo laners, give him two kills before nine minutes in the game. And, and you, they have Gore Drinker. And they have a ton of late game insurance because they have Kaisa, they have Rise, like they're fine. Like even if the Renekton falls off, they have a lot of damage coming in. And this is what I was talking about: the AP mm-hmm. mids. Like, okay, so you have Diana Rise, but guess what? Rise can set you up with W, and Diana can blow them up. Like this whole notion that you need to have different damages, yeah, it's okay and all, but it's not the end all be all. I just think. Personally, if this was a different team, like if this was, say, Cloud9 or 100 Thieves, I don't think EG wins because they get hard. Like, they that like first get- blood, that first blood they literally griefed over should have been the end of this game. Like, and, I- and people are going to be like, well, why? Because if you give over first blood, usually like that, as a jungler, you are, it's not, it's not just tempo. You're generally going to be at a huge disadvantage because the other jungler has had time to farm, roam around the map, get scuttles, get buffs, get dragon, put down vision. You can't walk into those visions spots because he's no he knows where you're gonna be. Take your camps, he knows where you're going to go. Take your camps. You like guys, I'm not kidding though. People say, well, after one mistake, games aren't over. If you're actually that stupid, I'm not gonna bother explaining it to you. You literally are more or less so not gonna be in the game. You know? And the fact that they can win. From having their jungler get killed level one, blow summoner of spells is mind blowing. I just like I don't know, man. Oh, I think that comp, I think that comp for that team was a little bit. Hard I think Dig even had the better composition. I I think they had the better comp for Dig for my in my in my opinion. Yeah, they they had the better comp. Back. They had the way better comp by far. They had a better comp because like when would block most of the damage with her W. They have dive with and. With, uh, with, uh, yeah, like Sean Avery brings up the point. Like, oh, what's up, Sean Avery? How you doing, brother? A- 80 to 28 CS difference with impact versus fake god top lane with better pick. Leo Mayo, am I watching Alfari versus Fudge locking turn? Dude, you're right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if, if that was Alfari on like on Volley Bear, I just don't see the same thing happening. Like, or if it's someday or. Pony, like I just don't see him losing that hard, or like I just think they were trying to play towards the meta, but it just doesn't fit that. Play something, <laughs> you know? Play? No, I'm not. I'm not doing. Dude, I just like, noticed this. Why does Jisuke have rise? They gave them every pick. They gave Jisuke rise. I mean, and rise. Rise isn't like a really. But Jizuke on Rise is different, though. It's like yeah, Jizuke's Rise. Zillion, right? Like they gave them comfort in their power picks, but even after giving EG their comfort picks and some of their best champions, Dignitas still at the better draft, right? And right. still lost. So it goes to show you guys, draft doesn't mean everything unless you're just as bad as them. Draft doesn't mean anything. It's all about execution. True. And the very last thing to talk about for this episode of the Cloud9 Podcast is the match of the week in the LEC, G2 versus Fnatic. And when I watched this game, I was like, okay, G2 should have won this game. 
It came down to one fight, and I have the clip. Um, you can check the yes, sir. Getting it right now. Um, because it really it. I think, I Cajal is right after. It's a short clip, um, but Cajal is pretty pretty spot on. Once we go over the clip. All right, share audio. Here we go. Full screen. There we go. All right, let's see what Cajal has to say. So he slows it down and everything. Just cap just insta one shot. So there was a thing on Reddit where if you watch what happens here, a Wonder ults Niski, which knocks the creep in front of Whippo, which blocks the hook, which means that Yankos has to flash or like engage onto Whippo and ult him. Hmm. Stop the ult. <laughs> which makes Yankos die. So uh, that was really unlucky. That was really unlucky. That's crazy. See, it's those little so differences. Ask, uh, if Reckless didn't do this, would the game be... Oh, yeah, he flashed forward. <laughs> the answer is, it's hard to say. Uh, obviously, the game will go on for longer. But if you just account for right now, before he flashes, uh, Fnatic have a free Drake. I don't think G2 can contest this. They, they don't have push, they don't have vision. I think they can't really face check window. I think Upset can live steal on Drake. Niski can TV back. Like Drake's for sure dead. They have they have Cloud Soul 100%. Um, and I think that Yankos is dead for 50 seconds. So is Bwipo, but um, so no team can really they can't really rush Nash. I don't think G2 can trade Nash for for Dragon, especially with Niski having TP. Adam could probably just solo it worst case or Upset, but they can't really trade anyway. So all that would happen is Fnatic would get Cloud Soul base and be first to for, they would be first to Nash. And that's it, I guess. Yeah. Disengage. But then you also have that pause. Like I know the pauses ruin the tempo of, of the game as well. But uh, that's why I love League Man. These little key differences in a team fight matters so much, you know? Yeah. That's why I love you League do. so much, dude. Uh so for the game, I know people are gonna be like, well, the draft in Fnatic was better, right? Kinda. Kinda like the Vayne pick that doesn't really like matter to me. I think Vayne is a good pick, but yeah, I don't Vayne's think... a good pick here. Yeah, really good. You you can literally, literally knock back any of the engage Irelia, Tristana, or Alistar try to do. And Karthus, Whipple was useless this game. Whipple only got fed off G2's abysmal team fighting. That was it. He literally was useless. Mickey X getting caught out right here. Love 50 seconds into the game, they give over first blood. Best impersonation of Hillsang. <laughs> oh my god, dude! So, what did you think about this game? Actually, when you watched this, it it really came down to that. Like, it was a it was a close game. It, I I think I think his was gonna happen, and, and I think G two playoff G two is gonna show up. This is the regular season G two. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Misfits, if they get G two, I I don't see Misfits beating G two. I, I I don't. Maybe it's I get blackened lately. Maybe may, maybe I get shut up. I mean, Misfits did win a game. They I think they went, I think they went two and two and one this week, as well. But we'll, well talk they about went that. Two zero because they only played yeah. two games here. Yeah, they. I mean, yeah, they went two and sorry, they went two zero. So <laughs> they're not they're not pretenders anymore, I guess. So they just need one more game to. Hmm. Really solidify playoffs because the ten wins basically guarantees you're in playoffs. Mm -hmm. So I just think playoff G two should show up. I'm hoping because 
I mean, I mean, I don't want to be like again, be like, hey, you know, am I right again? Is G two not making worlds? Because that would be uh, that'd be weird. Like this is so frustrating. Because look, look at how low their health bars go. They can't kill any of them. Ugh. Yeah, I think I don't think Lucian. I think Lucian is. I think if you have like a Victor, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, well, the thing is, Victor. I don't know. Like, the, the, wait, hold on. This was one of the fights that really got to me, and where I was going, like, what the fuck? There was random moments in this game where it'll obviously show you why was Mickey X just randomly walking up alone with no backup prior and dying. It happened consistently. Look at this right here. It's before. Okay, it's before this. Look. Okay, just watch Mickey. Why does he? Why? It, just, oh my god. No reason to be there at all. There is no excuse for that. There is literally nothing he can do. Why is he walking to a Mundo who could just cleaver you and walk into a Tristana with Flash and the Buster Shada or the, the explosive uh, ability she does, the E? Why? Uh, they're trying to play, they're trying to make it like a mythic raid, you know, and wow, <laughs> turning on hard mode. Like they're making it hard for them. So they want, they don't want an easy win. They want a hard win. So. <laughs> Mickey X is doing his fucking best. I don't know. Uh, dreams impression or something. I don't know what he's doing. Like Mickey X has just been having a bad split, man. Most players on G2 have been having a bad split. And dude, the thing with Reckless, right, is a lot of people just criticize Reckless for never like flashing forward and doing the big Uzi play. Imagine like always getting criticized for being passive. And the moment you don't be passive, you just instantly give your team the game like over. That is crazy. But I really didn't like the Karthus pick here, man. I thought it was pretty useless. Like, if G2 played play team fights better and actually pushed the game a whole lot better, that Karthus pick is useless, like like it was. Like, Niski had an off game in this game, too, and I've been praising Niski, like, week to week to week. Like, he's been playing great, honestly. But this game, he looked, he looked bad. Him and Pupo had an off game this week, man. I don't know. Like, do you think Fnatic is still the best team in the league by far, or can yes. there be a challenge? You, you, yeah, you think they're just going to be this first place by the end of the split? I, I think Fnatic is going to Worlds, for sure. Look at this, man. This is disgusting, man. Like, people w- would think, like, oh, Upset's going to lose to Reckless. Nope, Upset's better than Reckless mechanically. I've said this for years, and I'm still saying that right now. This game proves it. Upset is better than Reckless in lane, and be- and better at mechanically, and better at team fighting. You know? Reckless is good at what he does, but I think Ups- Upset's just a better player in most cases. Like, does this game not prove it? I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. They won, they've uh, won every 2v2 against G2 mostly this year, right? Just in 2v2 alone. And Upset and Hillsong have been a huge driving factor of G2. Like, it's just one of these... Sorry uh, f- about Fnatic for Hillsong and Upset. My bad, guys. But overall, like, hmm. it's one of these things where, like, the pause is impacting the game, right? Then you also have, like, um, maybe they're just not confident in each other's strengths anymore on G2, which we've talked about before. I personally think they're going to be getting a new team, right? Like, it's this shouldn't come as a surprise to any LEC fan. I love G2. Bottom, I love them. They're amazing. They're, we're getting a new team. Are they keeping someone? Maybe. I don't know yet. Even Reckless said, you know, they might be looking for someone else if I don't perform as well as they think I should be. You know? I don't know, yeah. man. What do you think, dude? I uh, I think this. I think G two is going to be in a rebuilding phase. I think they've all had enough of each other, and the and the height of G two mm-hmm. is kind of 
you know, like they say, all you know, what's all that great saying? things must come to an end. All yeah, all think great things come to an end, or no king lives forever. Like yeah, like even if you're on top for a very long time, someone will always dethrone you. That always happens. That was a nice barrel right there too. It was an awesome barrel. What he just did there. Oh my god! Like Caps has had a pretty off split so far. Adam played really well in this game on Doctor Mundo. This game made me like, okay, maybe Mundo isn't that bad. Maybe I told just... you Mundo is good. Like he played well. He played well. That's all you gotta do. Cleaver and tank. That's all you gotta do. You know. But this also shows because people always blamed Adam for being a Olaf and uh fucking Renekton one trick, right? I'm like, or two trick, oh, two right? Trick, I'm like, yeah, trick, I'm yeah. like, did this guy? Do you guys not watch this guy in lane? Like, did he not? There's, keep a, there's a reason why. Like, again, this is this is for the uh the the humans that you know that don't realize that there's a reason why. You you must be really delusional if you think pros can't play champions. Like the reason it, why they don't pick all those champions, guys, is because if my player is stronger on just this one pick and it guarantees us wins, I'm just gonna give you that pick. And if I ever need to, and if that pick ever gets banned, that's cool. We have two other picks he can play. And I I told told people this too, dude. Why would they just reveal all his top lane picks right now? There's no need to. He's played like three. Well, he's played Mundo set. Olaf and someone else, right? He's played like four top lane champions. That's good enough. Why would you reveal every single thing in your arsenal? That's stupid. That's literally asking to lose. Yeah, he's played. Future. He's played Mundo, Set, Renekton, and Olaf. That's good enough. Don't go, you don't got to play like ten different champions. I What's mean, Jahu, you, you know, Jahu played for only Jahu played Gragas, Lucian, Jace, and Lee for most of Spring Split in LPL. So it's like. If it works, it works. Like, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Caps was way too aggressive right there. It's not really about about the minions. He's so far ahead ahead of his team. He can't do anything, you know. And reckless at at this point, I, 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 I don't get the flash though. I, I really don't get it. They already lost a team fight when Caps dies. Like it's just Caps desperation. Yank, yeah, Caps and Yanko's already died. Like, I, I don't think there's nothing he can do in that moment. But Fnatic continue to be the best team in the LEC. Uh, Rogue is also up there as well. You guys will be getting your LEC recap tomorrow and then your LCS recap on Wednesday, kind of making sure that there's some structure to the uploads, obviously. Uh, but yeah, anything else you want to say, man, before we head out of this, actually? It's a pretty good episode. Uh, pretty good. Pretty, yeah, I, I would say to the fans out there, EU or NA, both regions are looking kind of sketchy. You know, you got top teams losing to the bottom teams and vice versa, so... I don't think any. I don't think LEC or LE, LCS has any. Should try to keep their mouths closed. <laughs> yeah, because like, hey, you, if you guys think Fnatic is good, watch EDG in the LPL, and you tell me what is a good team. Actually, here, watch the average team in the LEC, which is probably like I don't know misfits, right? Then go watch a team like JDG or Sooning. Well, Sooning might be a little bit different though, because Sooning are kind of bad right now. Because S1Fn's playing like a fucking crackhead. Like I could, I could, I could pull up the list right now for because I'm, I'm looking at. Just give me one second. So, like, I just so fans. Let me be honest. They ain't beating the top six teams. Like, l- let me go down this list. EDG, that's a hell no. They're gonna lose. FPX, another hell no. Even LNG, nope. Rare Adam, nope. JDG, nope. Top nope. Esports, nope. We, nope. Maybe Sooning? W. 
Depends no. on which you show up, though. Depends. Breeze is Breeze, Breeze is a good like. Uh, Sooning? No. Sooning? No, you you're getting your ass you saw, you, Yeah, you saw what Ben did to G two before. <laughs> like, come on, stop. Like, and then and then RNG is right now on a. I think they're on a four game winning streak. RNG's picking it up. Yeah, their slump yeah. is over. They're picking yes. up. They just beat EDG. They beat. They just beat the top team that had a ten and one record. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Thank you. Please. Yeah, you know what the Western fans always do? Yeah, well, in, at, at World, sometimes the LEC teams do better. They do better at specific moments when it literally benefits them on give or days where the meta favors them more. Or maybe because, like, the Asian teams have an off day. You're on – I guarantee you, if you take those stage games out of it, those EU teams have lost every scrim against an Asian team. I can 100% guarantee you. But people only see the results on stage. Like, oh, yeah, that always matters. I mean, yeah, but you have the fact that if you lost every game in a scrim versus you won one on stage, you you weren't better than that team. You, you just played better on the day. Like, can there be days where the Western teams, potentially when they're going to be at Worlds, can they beat these uh, LPL and LCK teams? Yeah, yeah, sure. But, like, there's a reason why you guys don't predict them to win Worlds outside of, like, G2 from, like, two years I ago. Mean... There's a reason why outside of, like, G2 from, like, like, two years ago, there's a reason why most people predict, like, Asian teams to win. There's a reason for that because they're just better. You know, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be that guy, and I actually am. They're just better. I'm sorry. Yeah, they really are just better mechanic. Like they, they, they just have. Like, let's be honest. If I put, if we were to put RNG, like I could put OMG in LCS or L or LEC, they would do good. Like that's or, or we put. Let's not even go that far. Let's say we put Sooning. Sooning would do good. And Sooning's not even playing. Like well, kind of overall in the LPL, they've had their struggles, right? Uh, SOFM is kind of struggling with with the meta right now. The bot lane's not doing so hot on some meta, yeah, with, meta the, picks, with, right? the, with the new support that they have. So they're having identity, not, not identity, just trying to be cohesive because Sword Out mm -hmm. was a big was a big voice. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, like I just like all I'm saying is this week was this week. I think both regions need to figure out how to. Like there's only what two what two weeks left for both regions. Uh, they need to really buckle down because worlds and playoffs are coming up, and they need to. They can't. They can't be playing like this. Come worlds, they just can't. Like, dude, I I just I don't know. Can they clean up their gameplay? I I, I get it, guys. Metas change. Uh, fucking patches come in. New champions get rotated out. I don't see a world where. EDG aren't like top four. You know what I mean, yeah, EDG I are insane. This might be a world. There might be. This might be the year they finally win worlds. Who knows? I'm not, I'm not calling it yet. This might be the worlds. This might be the year where they finally make the finals. Because Flandre Scout, that new guy they had, what was his name? JJ. Is that is that? His, I forgot. I forgot the new guy's name. All the new junglers for them. Oh my god. I uh, hold name. on. I can, I can tell you the junglers. Uh, yeah, it's JJ. It's JJ. They still have Scout, right? Like they have. They J. Hey, these guys are insane. These guys are oh, absolutely Viper, just Viper, insane. Viper is by oh far, my God, by, by far, the, far the best, the best ADC. ADC in the world right yeah. now. By far. Like, oh, Gala, Gala, no, 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 Gala was Viper's bitch. I would say, year. I would say it's Viper then Ruler. Yeah, people are like, well, Gala, no, Viper was lich. Gala, oh, was no, lich uh, yeah, yeah, Gala, Gala is definitely a uh, top five for sure because they they wouldn't be on this win streak without him too. Mm -hmm. I, I I'd say, but he's definitely not the, in the top three. I don't. Uh, you're, you're delusional if you think that. Um, like, dude, even average mid laners, like, what's his name? Choco, 
Chao Bao, he's on one of the bottom two teams. He looks pretty okay. Yeah, he looks pretty like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, and you got to remember, LPL has 16 teams, not like the typical. Um, what does NA and E? I think it's 10, 10 a piece. Yeah, they have an, another six teams. That makes that, that they and they do best of threes, and they have mm-hmm. their little own mini metas that happen. Like uh, again, the fans of the of I'm a fanatic fan. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a TSM fan. But this week just showed that both regions need to clean up something, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> they really need to they need to clean up before. Before playoffs and in, headed into worlds, so Hello? it's just—I oh. don't know. I think oh. my wife just came in. She wants to have lots of hot sex. Now I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at you guys. So I'm just being honest here, guys. When a lot, a lot of the fans go, "Yeah, we beat these Asian teams." How often have we won against those teams? Outside of the LEC, on some days, just getting lucky. I'm not saying it was luck all the time, but like, give or take this. You know, if that team is generally better and you predict for them to – it's really crazy, dude, how people predict for these Asian teams to win, but yet when their Western team wins, they want to, like, overhype that shit, right? But it's like, wait a minute. Didn't you not already tell me this team was the best? And you, if you power rank that team to win the event, right, and when they lose, you know what I mean, you're going like, oh, yeah, we beat this team. But, but it's like – I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Just to me, the team with the better players always ends up winning anyway, though. They might get upsets, which happens. That's just how sports work. But it right. doesn't mean on average you're better. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, if we were to replay a couple of matches, like, like let's be honest. For instance, the 2018. Was it 2018 or 2019? The 2019 MSI final. Let's If we if we were to really play replay that again, right? IG probably won out of the hundred times, IG wins probably dude, ninety you know, times. Dude, you, you know as well as me, IG were the best team that year. They should have went to MSI where um, RNG won. Remember, it was because of fucking uh, the shy. He cut his hand or some shit. Where they right. played Duke and shit. I, IG li- li- literally went thirty six and two in best of threes the entire year. They played so well, guys. I shit you not. Their fucking owner played games. They were just that dominant. I, I shit you not. People are like, well, why would they at MSI? Because the shy hurt his hand; he couldn't play. Oh, but you know? Duke, Duke was Duke was. So, I like Duke. Duke. I think Duke was fine. Duke was, Duke Duke was, was fine. playing actually really good for the. That's in, crazy. In the place of the they shy. Had, like, two world class top players and shit. I was like, this team is just disgusting. This is actually gross. Um, but that's pretty much it, man. Anything else you want to say before we uh, close out of this? Uh, uh, no. Uh, thanks for the fans for like. Thanks for chat for being so interactive and yeah you guys did really well tonight i get it guys you know sometimes it does does like one person watching but generally sometimes if there's one person talking one person watching that's that's good enough to me it's not how many people are here i don't give a fuck i just want to just talk to the few people that want to show up you know doesn't matter to me at all and we love the feedback so just keep it coming oh my god yeah sean i agree with you rng played shit played shit against c9 and g2 in 2018 and they were in shambles when worlds in 2018 and lost groups to Fnatic. yet fans think all three teams all of those teams just played better yeah dude people people said purse was better than uzi no he was not or purse was never better than uzi that year that's delusion that's little purse was the best adc in the world no he was never better than he was Uzi. A Zaya he was never even better with teddy sorry he was never even better than teddy like what 
he was not better than Uzi. He was sure not better than Teddy. He was not better than Ruler. I'm like, okay, Worlds, dude, Worlds just gives people just this weird, broad perception on players that never even existed. I'm like, what the fuck? He played good. Don't get me wrong. He played good. It was just, don't tell me he's better than Uzi. Come on. We're, we're stretching that. Come on. But, all right, guys, I'll see you guys later. Expect your LEC and your LCS recap later on during the week. I'm uh, the Nightwing and Way of Life Esports. is signing out, guys. Peace. Have a good day. See you guys later. Deuces. We're out this thing, man. Peace, bro. Take I gotta care. fucking. I'm so starving. I'm gonna get into fucking.